the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So Joe Biden in Finland yesterday said that he's uh, all about trading prisoners to get Evan Gerskovich, the Wall Street Journal reporter, back. Now, the trouble with prisoner exchanges, and this is another instance of Joe Biden saying something really stupid. Remember, uh, the accusation was always that Donald Trump was a Vladimir Putin pawn. Well, let's review. When Putin was marshalling Russian forces on the Ukrainian border before he invaded, do you remember when Joe Biden was asked about this at one of the very few press conferences he's given at the White House? And he said, you know, what are you going to do if Putin invades? Well, it depends if it's a, you know, a major incursion or a minor incursion. Thus opening the door that there is or was such a thing as a minor incursion. You don't rate the degree to which a dictator can acceptably invade a free country. But Joe Biden did that. Thus sending a signal to Vladimir Putin, oh, you know, if he goes in, maybe it won't be as bad as I think. Eh, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe we won't get too upset about it. Major incursion, minor incursion, eh, potato, potato. So yesterday when Biden said this about prisoner exchanges, I instantly thought, he's stupid. Like, don't say again that you're ah, willing to trade. Of course, I'll trade. Yes. I like trading. Trading is good. I mean, after all, we got Brittany Griner back. All it cost us was a worldwide arms dealer that many, many nations feared. (laughs) Brother. So today, John Kirby was asked about this stupid idea that you would float a prisoner exchange, thus essentially flashing a neon sign at Vladimir Putin. Hey, if we got anybody else over here that you want, just grab an American and we'll be willing to trade for them. Kirby says no, but he doesn't make a very convincing case. Mr. Putin doesn't uh, appear to need any excuses to round up Americans uh, on trumped up charges, and he's been doing it for a long, long time. It's difficult to sit and See what happened to Evan is because of the, the trade with, with Brittany. He's been doing this for a long, long time. Uh, there's really no sense of justice or rule of law there uh, in the sense that we know it uh, in, in Russia. So we're going to continue to do what we can again to get these guys home. But also, uh, we've warned Americans not to travel to Russia. I mean, you can go to the State Department website. We urge you to do that before you travel anywhere overseas. And you'll see that clearly. We don't think this is a time for Americans to be in, in Russia. And if you are in Russia, you ought to try to find a way to leave. Again, with the simple understanding of a complex problem. This is not, Evan Gerskovich was not in Russia on a, on a tourist trip. He was there doing his job. Is John Kerry suggesting that every news organization that's covering Russia should do so from outside Russia? Is that what he's saying? It's different if you're there working 
than if you're there, you know, to see the sights. And they really do think we're idiots, that we don't understand the difference between the two. Uh, By the way, Kirby also this morning walked back something else Biden said yesterday. Biden was asked about the timetable to get out of Ukraine. When's the Ukraine war going to end? We're just keep giving them money and money and money and more money. Joe Biden said this in Helsinki. Uh, You've said that Ukraine shouldn't enter NATO until after the war is over. Are you concerned that all of those comments could motivate Putin to keep the war going or discourage him from, from entering peace negotiations? And is there a serious risk that this war could drag on for years? Um, and do you see any path toward the war ending with Putin still in power? First of all, um, no one can join NATO while the war, a war is going on where a NATO nation is being attacked because that guarantees that we're in a war and we're in a third world war. So that is not about whether or not they should or shouldn't join. It's about when they can join, and they will join NATO. The uh, issue of whether or not uh, um, this is going to keep Putin from continuing to fight, the answer is Putin's already lost the war. Putin has a real problem. How does he move from here? What does he do? And so the idea that there's going to be what vehicle is used, he could end the war tomorrow. He could just say, I'm out. But what agreement is ultimately reached depends upon Putin and uh, what he decides to do. But there, there is no possibility of him winning the war in Ukraine. He's already lost that war. I'm- you got it? No hope of him winning. He's already lost the war. He said it again. Putin lost the war. Putin has a real problem. Oh, really? Really? Well, I mean, listen to John Kerry today. Doesn't sound to me like John Kerry's been clued in on the idea that Vladimir Putin's already lost the war. I think everybody realizes that uh, that they, well, we all want the war to end today, of course, and that the, the best possible solution would be some sort of negotiated settlement, as you heard the president talk about. Uh, but everybody realizes, Dana, that that's not possible right now, that what right now has to happen is that they succeed, the Ukrainians succeed in this, in this counteroffensive that they're conducting so that they have some momentum and that they can push and coerce Uh, President Putin to realize it's time to sit down and talk and end this war. Right now, Putin has no incentive to end this war. He continues to rain down cruise missiles and drones on Ukrainian cities and civilians, and he continues to have uh, defense in-depth entrenchments uh, all the way from the Donbass down to Zaporizhia. So he has no incentive right now to, to stop fighting in Ukraine. Really? He has no incentive to stop fighting? He's deeply entrenched in the Donbass, huh? Wow, that's interesting. I also noted that John Kerry was on Fox today trying to initially explain why Joe Biden has authorized the U.S. military to call 3,000 reserve troops to support operations in Europe. We already have about 80,000 troops in Europe. Remember when we weren't going to send troops into Ukraine? Well, we're not going to do that. Nope, it won't be American soldiers on the ground. Now he's sending 3,000 reservists to Europe. Why are we sending more troops to Europe? I mean, after all, Putin's already lost the war. Wait, Kerry says, no, he hasn't. He's got no incentive to stop. So tell me, John Kerry, why are we sending more troops, 3,000 of them, to Europe? I think it's important to keep this in context. We've already increased uh, by 20,000 the number of troops that we have on the European continent. And by and large, we've been able to keep that 
rotational presence there. So you got more than 80,000 troops there in Europe, uh, and that's a lot. And what we're going to do with these small number of 3,000 reservists or National Guardsmen, these are people that are specialists in things like administrative functions, logistics, oh. supply, maybe medical, dental, those kinds of the, the kind of enabling functions that you need to be able to support and sustain a large troop presence for a long time. And what this is basically is a, a, a realization of the fact that we know, the president knows, that the security environment in Europe is changed, not has changed, not will change. It, it's changed now. And we've got to make sure that we've got the proper force posture to be able to support an additional eastern flank presence for, for the long haul. Um, would I be the only one to note that if you're sending 3,000 3, troops over there uh, to help with administrative operations, logistics, why do you need people over there helping with logistics? Because you have the cognitive awareness that you're going to need more. You're going to need people who can arrange for shipping of supplies and here and there and everywhere. Did he say enable a larger force, a large troop presence for a long time is what he said. We're putting 3,000 troops over there to enable a large troop presence for a long time. Gee, why would John Kerry, John Kirby rather say that? Why would he say that? Oh, could it be because Joe Biden said this yesterday? We will not waver. We'll stand for liberty and freedom today, tomorrow, and for as long as it takes. For as long as it takes. This is his approach to the Ukraine war. We've, we've sent $100 billion in money and weapons to Ukraine so far. Now we're sending more troops. Not because, as Biden said yesterday, eh, Putin's already lost. He's got no chance. But in yet another walk back, John Kirby explaining Putin has no incentive to stop. So I went through the whole strange Joe Biden scenario from Helsinki saying we're going to be with Ukraine all the way as long as it takes as long as it takes right uh just an aside if you're Ukraine just know that any US foreign policy that is bathed in the promise of as long as it takes is only as good as long as that person is president because when we have a change in administrations in the United States, and this has never been more true than from the change from Trump to Biden, policy across the board changes. I don't know if we get a Republican president in 2024, if our approach to Ukraine changes. One thing that needs to change, one thing that needs to change a lot, is no more cash to Ukraine. None. You cannot trust a corrupt government in Ukraine with cash. We have no idea whether the cash that we have given Ukraine to purchase munitions or to do this or that or help the poor or whatever, we have no way of knowing whether that money has gone where it's supposed to go. Because over there, they have a system in place, a greased palm system, where the oligarchs end up with a lot of the money that is meant to go to the people. So no more cash, I would hope, is a change that a future Republican president was ma would make, and I hope that future is in January of 2025. 
But why would Biden be so all in on this? Remember when Democrats were the party that didn't like war? Now Democrats are all in on the war in Ukraine. Got to do it. Got to spend as long as it takes, whatever it takes. Zelensky's like Winston Churchill Jr. walking around. Right. This is their attitude. Well. The whole Hunter Biden laptop story has been going on on the domestic front while we have been funding Ukraine. And I don't know that anybody has ever really put this together with the kind of puzzle pieces that fit seamlessly together. Like Charlie Kirk, who hosts uh, the Charlie Kirk show here in the afternoons at five o'clock did in a tweet this morning, citing confirmation from House Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene that the guy who is listed on the 1023 form, the one that Christopher Wray, the FBI director, denied existed when House Republicans wanted to see it because it detailed a $10 million bribe to Joe and Hunter Biden, The guy who issued that bribe was Burisma Energy founder Mikola Zolchevsky. Now follow this, okay? The 1023 form, which listed the bribe, reported by a source, FBI is a source. Hey, you might want to know, your former vice president is taking $5 million from some guy with a Ukrainian energy company. I'm going to report this to you so you guys can investigate it. Well, Zolchevsky, as the head of Burisma, was the guy who was paying Hunter Biden about a million dollars a year for his vast treasure trove of mental information on Eastern European energy, apparently. Or the fact that his last name was Biden. You choose which you think is true. Zolchevsky's also the guy who was being investigated by a prosecutor in Ukraine, Viktor Shokin, when Joe Biden, and you can find this clip on YouTube, when Joe Biden went over there late in Obama's second term and threatened Ukraine that he would withhold $1 billion of promised U.S. aid unless the prosecutor was fired. And then Biden, braggadocious and blustery as he always is, made the comment, well, blah, 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 blah. I can't even say it because it's a profane term. What do you know? He got fired. Yeah, he got fired. So Zolchevsky skated. Except, eventually, they got a new prosecutor. And that new prosecutor cleared Zolchevsky and Burisma of criminal charges. Well, what do you know? The guy Joe Biden fired, his replacement... Didn't find any corruption with Zolchevsky until 2020 when Zolchevsky tried to bribe someone else and he got caught doing that. So if you want to know why Joe Biden seems so intent on continuing to fund the war in Ukraine, is it possible that people inside that corrupt system over there know how Joe Biden has already benefited from his association and Hunter's association and Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden. 
how they've already benefited from Ukraine, and that that is one reason why Joe Biden is on the front lines cheering as we continue to give more and more and more and more money to Ukraine. Anybody that you listen to who has an ounce of military strategy looks at the way this war is going and don't believe a word of what they keep telling you that, oh, you know, this Ukrainian uh, offensive is underway and they're going to take back land from Russia. You just heard Kirby, John Kirby, say, no, Putin's dug in. He's got no incentive to end this war. The only way to end this war, the only way is for the U.S. to go to Zelensky and say, all right, we've reached our limit on the amount of money we're going to give you and on the the amount of munitions we're going to give you. You're not getting back Crimea. You're not getting back the Donbass. Might not be right, might not be perfect, might not be just, but it is how it is. We're not going to World War III over this, and we're not going to continue to deplete our own economy by funding your stupid war. So, give Putin some of the territory he's taken. You take some of the territory he's taken. He saves face. You save face. You can blame it on us. It's fine. And everything stops. And then you join NATO, and he won't invade you again. Because if he did, he'd bring the wrath of the entire world down on his own head. That's the solution. That is how this will end when it ends. I don't know when it'll end, but that is the solution. That is the only solution. Because, well, there's another solution, which is Russia wins outright, and Zelensky gets less than he would get in that settlement. But Joe Biden won't make that ultimatum to Volodymyr Zelensky because he's afraid of what Zelensky might say about what he might know about what the Bidens have most assuredly done. So when you hear about the Hunter Biden investigation on one block of a news report, and then you hear about, oh, the war in Ukraine continues to go on, nothing really so here, nothing new. It is my firm belief that those two things are welded together, that one explains the other. You wonder why they wrapped up the uh, White House cocaine investigation in a week? But in five years, they couldn't finish a Hunter Biden tax evasion investigation? What's more important, cocaine in the White House or getting a guy for tax evasion? If you're going to devote five years to finding out whether... Hunter Biden avoided taxes off all the money that he got from Ukraine. Why would you need to wrap up the cocaine investigation in a week? A lot of headlines out there that don't seem to be related, that may in fact be related. And when they involve the Bidens and the Bidens getting away with a lot, you can bet they're related. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.